0: because like, a lot of people, especially like, they go on the defense, like, "Oh, like I'm anti-racism, I'm anti, or, you know, whatever." But I'm like, "But what are you doing to understand the other side?" Mm-hmm. Like, you may you may accept the other side, but do you fully understand mm-hmm. the perspective of that? Um, but yeah, you know, and, you know, every, and it takes time. Like, it's not one of those things, yeah. like, "Oh, like I would expect you to get it like that." Like, no, like this is like a trained behavior. That people learn from when they're kids, you know, you're thinking about like 15, 20 years of that. Mm -hmm. And now you expect them to learn it in like a couple months. Mm
1: -hmm. Yo, listen, this episode is going to be good. We're talking about the untold story. We did colorblind culture growing up black in America. That one's actually really good.
0: Really good. This time,
1: we're doing growing up mixed in America. I am the only fully black one in my family, and I have like seven brothers and sisters, right? right. Now, with that, I I thought I got the brunt of both sides, right? Like growing up, I grew up in Alabama. That's not. I know I got to see it. it. I I I was like too white to be black. So, but then I was like. (laughs) <laughs> I was obviously too black to be white, well, right? Yeah. So I was like, "Oh well, I'm not. I'm not getting it on any side." But then, like growing up, I was really close to one of my brothers, mm-hmm. and seeing how he had to handle relationships, how he had to handle friendships, and just like going yeah. through life, I'm like, "Oh, you get it from both sides." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: it's wild.
1: Tell tell me about it.
0: Um. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like I mean, yeah, like you said it. It's just like you're not white enough light-skinned enough to be white mm-hmm. but you're also not dark enough to be black so like you're caught in the middle mm-hmm. so like people so, like i've actually had people say like they forget that i am black like but but because i'm just i guess the way i carry myself i don't i have no idea yeah I have no idea um, like what is that but, even mean? yeah I, and it's just one of those things that's like you and that's like I always grew up with that in the back of my head without really, like, fully understanding it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, it was, it was just one of those things. Like, as I grew older, it became more apparent that, okay, yeah, being mixed is a whole different lifestyle. Like, when did that click, yeah. though?
1: Like, for me, I, I knew it clicked when I was – I was uh, 10 years old. I remember the moment. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. pretty early. When yeah. was that for you?
0: Um – Honestly, I would say I mean it was I was I was pretty young. I would say honestly probably around that age maybe, mm-hmm. like 9, 10 ish like I mean cuz I grew up in a predominantly white community like in mm-hmm. like St. Louis, so um yeah, so I mean I never really noticed it until as I got closer to like middle school ish was when mm-hmm. I was like that's you know, when was, it like, hit okay, yeah, like I'm getting treated a little different now yeah. I'm just like okay, like, what's going on? So, so you just yeah. said
1: predominantly white uh, yeah. neighborhood. And, and this this doesn't have to just do with black and white. I think a lot of people yes. think it just has to do with black and white. We're talking about mixed, biracial, in any right. form of the word. But because yeah. we live in America, we primarily this is what we see, right? Yeah. And so oh. you said, like, primarily white neighborhood. But when I was talking to you, you, you also told me about how you um, kind of, like, suppressed... The black side of you for most of your life until you finally felt like you could be comfortable in it. Do you think that was because the majority of what you were around was white people? Hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was. And like looking looking back, I didn't. I like I said, I didn't really realize it really until like as far as like okay, like I can actually be comfortable in my like blackness Mm -hmm. um, until like fairly like a couple of years ago honestly mm. which is wild and i'm 27 <laughs> so, i know i feel it um and so yeah and it was just one of those things like i and one of my strengths is <laughs> adaptability so oh I so that plays a lot into it. To adapt mm-hmm. to my surroundings like that's literally what i do um and so for that like being growing up in a like a predominantly white like community yeah like, that's what you had to do like like super preppy super like you know this listen to this style of music and this and you know Like, not combing out my hair, letting it curl a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like, I even straightened my hair at one time. Oh, you had that Corbin blue perm.
1: I saw a picture of it looking like you about to push (laughs) it to the (laughs) limit.
0: Yeah, I I sure did push it. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I had that for That was, like, my signature thing. Like, everyone knew me from my hair. Yeah. So, uh, which, like, it was a good and, like, weird thing. But Did you
1: ever get that? This is what my little sisters get all the time. Can I touch your hair? Did you ever get that? If I, oh my god! Every
0: time, mainly women. Mainly women. Can I touch your hair? And I would, I would be a millionaire right now. (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, I'd be Tim Cook. I'd be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's
1: it. What's the beauty in it, though, man? Like, obviously, you can always talk about the negative side of it. What was the beauty in it? you know like that adaptability that you said yeah that probably honestly came from that like what you were raised in but how is that a benefit now
0: i would say yeah the adaptability part i would say is probably the most like the biggest blessing that's come out of it because i've been able to apply that into my walk with the lord and Mm. i so now like whenever the lord calls me to do something i'm like okay done okay i don't have to think twice and i also like I don't have to be scared of, like, oh, like, now my life's going to change, and now, like, my scenery's going to change. Like, oh, yeah, I don't have yeah. to worry. I don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, okay, cool. Like, I get a new city? Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Great. New state? Awesome. Great. Um, but, yeah, and, like, new job, whatever. Like, you know, it's just now, like, I've been able to, like, apply that to, like, just being obedient idiot. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with, like, my creativity and all that. Like, why I have my hands in so many things is because, like, I just okay. love the the change and like, I'm just used to that life's lifestyle. So, um, but yeah, I would say that's probably like the biggest blessing that's come out of that for sure.
1: One of the biggest things that I'm, I'm almost in the, that adaptability, uh, like framework, Mm -hmm. but mine comes more so in, um, um, being able to be a chameleon. It's not really adaptability so much is being able to blend into any room that I'm in. And that came from feeling like I had to fit into every group Mm -hmm. growing up. Oh, I had to be an athlete. Oh, if I wanna hang out with my country friends, then I have to wear boots. Oh, if I wanna go back and hang with my black friends, then I gotta be good at basketball, you know? Like I had to blend into every group that I was in. And now that's a benefit because I can make any room, anyone in the room feel like they fit. I'm very, it's such a blessing to me now that I can walk into a room and see the person that feels left out because I felt like I was left out my whole life and And make them feel comfortable.
0: Literally been my biggest calling. I think from the Lord is to reach those people that do feel left out and feel like they don't have a spot. Mm -hmm. I just love meeting people and like just meeting people where they're at and loving them where they're at, but also loving them enough not to leave them where they are mm-hmm. to help oh, them grow, to help them, you know, come out, step out, be creative. Yeah. Like, so I believe everyone's creative to a certain degree because mm-hmm. the Lord is the creator. Mm-hmm. And so he's He's made each and every one of us to be creative in some type of way, mm-hmm. whether whatever it is. So, yeah.
1: So, like, one of the big... You straight you dove into the Lord. I love it. We going there oh, now. We,
0: <laughs> One of the big callings
1: on my life is to, be, um, is to stand in the gap for people. And the yeah. way that he asked me to do that is like the priest. He showed me all of the priests in the Bible, whether it was crossing across Jericho and they yeah. had to stand in the middle, whether it was on behalf of God and on behalf of people, the mm-hmm. priest always stood in the gap and in yeah. the middle. Um, but that's literally the epitome of your life having to stand in the gap and be in the middle. Yeah. And one of the big things that we see, especially now and in especially 2020 this year, mm-hmm. um, you have a bunch of different perspectives, but two main perspectives of the black side and then of the white side, yeah. but nobody ever really hears the perspective of... The middle. The middle.
0: Yeah.
1: What is, how yeah. does that make you feel?
0: Um, unseen, like unheard. Um, I would say is like the initial, cause there's even, there's even some days where like I'll just wake up and I just feel heavy. Like nothing really particularly happened to make me feel that way, but I just wake up heavy mm-hmm. because one with everything going with you know, everything going on, but just like feeling like you can't connect with anyone because they just oh, don't yeah. They just don't see it. They just don't understand. So you're afraid to speak up because it's just gonna be like talking to a wall. Mm-hmm. It's just like they just don't they just don't get it mm-hmm. you know so um yeah it's, it's tough sometimes yeah but um but like like i said like there's there's viewpoints on both sides that the lord's allowed me to see that like whether i agree or don't agree with like that has helped me like navigate through mm-hmm. through those you know so, that's good though yeah
1: one of the, uh, I w- I'm, I'm a big, like, stats and facts guy. Like, when I get into stuff like this, I like yeah. to look at the psychological aspect of it. Yeah. So when I was looking at it, um, they they found that one of the biggest problems that biracial, any biracial um, kids have is identity. Like, they don't know who they are because they don't know where they fit in, yeah. right? And so they said uh, one of the biggest ways that they found um, helps that mm-hmm. is by the parents exposing them to whatever both side, any like part of the culture that is in them so for example I, that was a mouth fart. Yeah. but how, to break that down <laughs> if I have a kid which I will with my white wife who's biracial yeah. exposing them to the white side, mm-hmm. whatever that means and then and then exposing them to the black side right, right? so that yeah. means culture that means where you come from that means family that means friendships all of it right how did your parents do that did they? Did you ever see that growing up? Like, how how did that look?
0: I would say I was more exposed to the white side mm-hmm. than, like, the black side. Yeah. Um, just because, like, well, so my parents are from Kansas City. We live in St. Louis. Um, so I would say I don't even know, like, really how to navigate it. It's just that we saw more of my mom's side because they were – from my perspective, more welcoming of us. Uh, okay. um, and so, and I know a lot of my dad's side like had a little bit of an issue with us being, you know, like mixed and mm-hmm. like my mom being white, you know, all that. So um, it was just like a tough pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say I was more exposed because also I grew up in more predominantly white communities. So being around that more 24 seven, but also like with my family stuff, like, I was just more, I was more at, like, my mom's, like, sister, or my mom's brother's house. Mm-hmm. Every time we went to Kansas City, we stayed at their house just because, like, that was.
1: Which that is was interesting because bad. you always hear the opposite of that. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. if you grew up in the South, mm-hmm. it's the, the white side that's not really accepting. But yeah, you're no. talking about, like, the yeah, black. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. interesting yeah. to hear. That's wild. Hey, one it's of the great. big, hey, this is a good, this is, this is <laughs> yeah. good. I got a good um, question for you, for real. Good. I was just thinking about this. What do you? Because I know what I think. You know, mm-hmm. I know, I know how it makes me feel. What do you? Because this is the whole reason that I actually wore this sweatshirt today, oh. right? It says I see color because um, I've had plenty of conversations and heard plenty of perspectives from people mm-hmm. about what that means and what do they think when they hear that. Yeah. What do you think when you hear that phrase? I, I, know. I, I, I don't see color. I don't
0: see color. Yeah.
1: What yeah. comes to your head? Uh, I'm interested.
0: Honestly, there's one word that kind of comes in my head, and I would say it's ignorance. Okay. Um, just because, and all
1: that means is that you don't know. Just lack ignorance of means yeah. a lack of it's knowledge. Like it sounds like such a bad word. It's,
0: yeah, it has a bad like connotation to it, but it's just something you just don't know. Like I'm ignorant to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I would just say like they just have not seen or heard about what like the color like the black side Mm -hmm. of you know culture or whatever they may hear like the music because that's like hip-hop is literally everywhere now everywhere uh, which is amazing i love to see that but um but yeah i would just say yeah they just they just don't have perspective of both sides like they see one they they are in one side because they are that but then they just kind of see from a distance like what like the other side is but don't really have a full understanding of like what it's like mm-hmm.
1: for sure that's definitely what i noticed it wasn't that they like even one of the one of my friends that i had a conversation with about it you could obviously tell that she didn't mean it in a malicious way yeah. or any kind of way. she just didn't understand the context of it right you that's know okay. and that's okay yeah. i was like yeah. Like, yeah. like ignorance that's is not okay. a bad thing no. i think i it either if we're talking about prejudice everybody has prejudice mm-hmm. like people think i love fried chicken because i'm black. That's a prejudice. That doesn't mean yeah. you're racist, right? Yeah. Like if you're Italian, I would think, "Oh, you know how to make some good pizza." Uh, yeah, like right, yeah. it's just that's just natural. For sure. But like i think racism, if we're talking about racism, it mm-hmm. either comes from a choice right. or it comes from ignorance. Like you just don't know. Right. Like and
0: something that they're like grown up in it too like, exactly. they get from their parents. Exactly. Exactly. That's what, you know, that's what they most of mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, it's just ignorance. like yeah. they just don't know. Yeah, they just don't know. <laughs> That's why we're here. That's you, know? We're, you know, we're here. to teach So, yeah, I, yeah, you know, and it's and it's what what you do with the, with that ignorance yeah. that sets you yeah. apart. That that you know, like because a lot of people, especially like they go on the defense, like oh, like I'm anti-racism, I'm anti, or, you know, whatever. But I'm like, but what are you doing to understand the other side? Mm-hmm. Like you may you may accept the, the other, other side but do you fully understand mm-hmm. the perspective of that um, but yeah you know and you know every, and it takes time like it's not one of those things yeah. like oh like i would expect you to get it like that like no like it, this is like a trained behavior that people learn from when they're That's such a good when they're kids you know you think about like 15 20 years of that mm-hmm. and now you expect them to learn it in like a couple months mm-hmm. nah. exactly Nah, <laughs> you like you can't you just can't you just can't
1: but I think we could also flip the, like, the script on it because you always, it's, like I said, I'm meant to stand in the gap.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I grew up with mainly white friends. Yeah. And most people, listen, if it wasn't for Jesus, I can honestly say that at one point I hated white people and that I would yep. have such a burning anger, I would probably be one of those people that were out there looting, mm-hmm. all of it. Yep. But at a certain point, it was like God grabbed me up by the shirt collar and said, you can't judge an entire group of people mm-hmm. off of a few people. Exactly right. And so yeah. I think, like, we could completely flip that script and say, that goes for everyone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I remember there was one point where I was, I was like, burning angry when yeah. I was in, like, middle school and heard about Trayvon Martin, and I didn't even know why. Like, I was just angry because I felt like I was supposed to be angry because right. I was black, like, right? Oh, okay. Like, it's an ignorance yeah, all across the sure. board. Like, there's 100%. some things I don't understand about the Hispanic culture that I need to know. There right. are certain things that I don't understand about immigrants that have come over to the United States that we need to understand. I, yeah. It goes everywhere. So, it's not so just black directions. people. Yeah, and I feel like it's so easy to get lost in all of that because right. that's all that we see. Mm. So it's really good to have you, like, bring a different perspective to yeah. it. Welcome to the <laughs> halftime show. We had to rename it from the 30-second from the halftime show to the actual halftime show because we always went over. It was you like four minutes long. You can't do anything for 30 seconds. Name something you can do for 30 seconds. I can't. Exactly. You can't. All right. Three things. This is the segment we have. You have to give me three things to the question that I ask. It could be so random. This is going to be really good. You ready? Go. You ready? Yeah.
0: Well, raise that over me.
1: Three things that you would never name your child.
0: Oh gosh, um, Lafonda.
1: Laf. <laughs> I would never do that. Lafonda. Shout out to Napoleon. Shout Dime out to. La- <laughs> Let's hope Lafonda is <laughs> listening. Well, so, <laughs> it's a toughie. Um. Oh gosh, Sage. I, don't,
0: I Sage. Sorry for the sages. Like I just, I just think. That's, Does it not roll off the tongue no, right? No, I think I think of a fragrance. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that, I do. I'm sage, I do. Like, I'm, I don't think of a child. All right, three. Oh, gosh. Five, um, four. Three. Brandon. I hear, I hear, oh, God. I hear a lot of Brandon. Brandon. I hear a lot
1: of Brandon. I'm Brandons. so sorry, dude. There's too many Brandons. Okay, if you're talking too about many. too many, it's There's an okay name. Yeah. Just Let's cut There's it. It's a lot. Let's cut There's
0: it. it. I, know okay. I know a lot of Brandons. Okay. I love every single one of them.
1: Not LaFonda. not Sage, <laughs> you're not a fragrance, and not Brandon. It's a toughie. It is what yeah,
0: yeah, it is. All right.
1: That concludes the halftime show. Let's get back to the action. You talked about how like you you had to, it wasn't until a few years ago that you embraced your the black side. Did your here's here's the thing that I realized is that my parents didn't even know that one of my biggest gifts, which was being able to to really be a chameleon in every room and make people feel comfortable, came from Me not being comfortable in any setting that I was in. (laughs) Yeah. So like, did your did your parents ever did you have you ever talked to your parents
0: about that? You know. Uh, like about being in the middle. Yeah,
1: like not really knowing who you were, like suppressing that side, just finding um, yourself. You know.
0: No, honestly, like I I kind of like played it off like I knew what I was doing, but I really didn't. Yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, yeah, I would say yeah, kind of the same thing. It's just like I, you know, I yeah, I really didn't, I really didn't talk about it much, mm-hmm. especially like even, like some, I'd say my mom, I would say probably knew my strengths the most, uh, just cause like we were the we were the closest, mm-hmm. like me and my mom were like,
1: this. mine too, yeah,
0: yeah, like any like kind of like in depth like spiritual conversation, like we'll like call each other and just like talk about it talked to her the other day and it was like awesome just like something i was reading you know in the bible and i was like oh this is kind of a cool thing i'll call my mom Mm about um but yeah uh no yeah it's not something that i that i don't think they actually knew about because i feel like they just they just saw that i could adapt to anything and Mm -hmm. and anywhere but it was actually just the struggle of like I don't really know where I stand. I'm just standing. I'm just there. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, Which is interesting
1: because one of the, so I didn't, I didn't realize how much I had bottled up and how much I didn't realize about myself in that area Mm -hmm. until my wife sat down with me and we were watching a movie and she paused it and it was after George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And she said, did you see what, did you see the video of what happened today? I said, I mean, no, I heard about it. And she said, how does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah. Until somebody actually asked me that question, I didn't even know. Yeah. So, like,
0: <laughs> that's real.
1: have you ever had yeah. somebody, especially with it always being a black and white thing and no one ever really knowing about your side of it, have you ever had somebody ask you that question? One. One. One person. That's amazing. That's it.
0: Yeah, just one. Mm-hmm. Which, you know. That, that, that's its own thing, but... <laughs> that's a whole uh, story. Yeah, no, yeah, one person did, and uh, and when I told that person how I felt, he's like, and it was just, like, one of the most, like, just empathetic, like, dude, yeah, like, I'm right here with you, like, I don't understand what's going, like, how you feel, whatever, but I'm just here, mm-hmm. and, you know, which is, that's that's what we need. That's what yeah. we need. Like, you don't, you don't have to know the answer to reach out. Yeah, like, just... We just show empathy. That's literally, like, what a lot of people just need because there's just so so much heaviness and so much chaos mm-hmm. going on that, like, they, we just feel like there's just no one that understands. Mm-hmm. But if you just show empathy, like, mm-hmm. that's enough. Exactly. Like, you know, so, um, yeah, I was, yeah, this, you know, this one person did, which it made the world of a difference, mm-hmm. that, one, that person that did, but... Um,
1: Which is crazy because all it took was one question. Yeah,
0: just one question. Like, like, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? Uh, I did. After that, I did get a lot of it from work actually. So I work for Apple. If you didn't know, Mm -hmm. creative at Apple. Um, And honestly, like, I've never have had like people in my in workspace like ask so many times like, what's on your mind. Like, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Like, literally every single time I would talk to a manager or anything like that, first thing that would come out of their mouth, like, how How are you feeling?
1: That's a really good work culture. <laughs> yeah. We need to like, get on Apple's I'm level. I'm telling
0: you what, man. Like, it's, and it's wild. It's like one of those things that, like, you really just don't know or don't see unless you're, like, an employee at Apple. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've, I've told people all the time, like, it's literally the best, you know, best work environment that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um even especially in this time, like I'm so grateful yeah, exactly I've seen, and i just I just know like the Lord has had me in with Apple, like which is already like a wild thing. I never really thought I'd do that um but yeah, like it was just for a reason, it was for this season mm-hmm. for sure, yeah, like financially, mentally, like everything, yeah,
1: I think a lot of people mistake empathy for sympathy though, and that is' very true sympathy yeah. is <laughs> totally. made... Means- Sympathy is a feeling, and right. empathy is a choice. Right. So sympathy is, I feel bad for you. Right. Empathy, don't <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need you right. to feel bad for me, yeah. right? I want you to be empathetic, mm-hmm. and I want you to say, I'm gonna choose to listen, I'm gonna choose to put myself in your shoes. Yep. Even if I don't agree, right. I'm just gonna choose. Which is okay. Which is okay.
0: Right. I, as controversial as it is. That's why I asked you that question. Okay. That's why
1: I asked you that question, too. 200. What do you think about the icy color? Because yeah. I wanted to see if you thought different than me. Because, honestly, I don't care. I just it's, wanted okay. to hear it.
0: like, and, and people don't, because, especially now, and I think media has a lot to play into this, is, like, you have to be against or for like, Against
1: it. Just, you got to draw a line it. in the sand. But,
0: there's, and, but I believe there is a gray area, which, where we live, mm-hmm. in that, in between, that's, like, people that are on either side, like, there is room for conversation. There's room for debate or whatever. Because, um, honestly, a lot of it is just ignorance on both sides. Like, they just exactly, don't Exactly, yeah. Like, which, coming back to that, I'm just like, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, so I think, yeah, it's wild. It's wild to me.
1: My, this, it really just got me. I don't know why it got me so emotional. One of you just talked about how that made the world of difference to you. It's literally somebody just showing you empathy, which is amazing because that's the whole, like, that's the whole reason for this podcast. Like, even the, even the vision for it is encouraging people through empathy, right? Like, that's, and so the fact that someone just listening to you, someone just asking you a question, someone choosing to put themselves, like, second and say I just want to hear.
0: Yeah.
1: And that encourage you and change your life. That's man that's so uplifting cuz I'm like I don't need people's lives to change through this. I honestly don't expect yeah. it to. But if you walk away and you have conversations mm-hmm. and you start to ask questions, yeah. I'm good. It
0: slowly starts to change. Slow slowly. progression. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's one of those things that's you know, and even just doing this, like literally I've been like talking about it like all week. I'm just like, well, I'm about to do this. <laughs> I'm like, about this to do this thing. <laughs> like I've never done this before. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just a wild thing what one, you know, one text or one phone call, one conversation can do mm-hmm. uh, to either you or to the other person. Um, and it just reminds me of like the Lord, like the Lord had so much empathy mm-hmm. for, for people like he never like went up to people and was like oh you have to change this you have to change that it's like no like you like he had empathy first mm-hmm. and like saw their point and but then came back with scripture mm-hmm. came back with you know with truth uh yeah and it was just you know that's and that's how it's especially like people who follow the Lord that's how we should be we should have empathy for everyone mm-hmm. we should, you know and not in the sense of like oh like I know I just, I feel sorry for that person or like what they're going through. I'm like, no, because just say, Hey, like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm here for you. If you need anything, that's that's it. That's it. It's
1: simple. Yeah. I love that. Sure. that it's a, uh, it's a balance. It definitely is a balance. Yeah. I love, it makes me laugh when I hear people say the phrase, I'm just living my truth. <laughs> Cause I'm like, well, what is your truth? Yeah. Like,
0: what it's, is like, what is that? <laughs> And uh,
1: For sure. it's interesting because nine, you'll see that 90% of people's truth actually cause arguments when Jesus's truth never caused arguments. It actually caused life change. Yeah. And so the yeah. fact that he could give, the fact that he could have a woman be thrown in front of him fully naked, caught yeah. in the act of sleeping with another man, yep. and then say, wow, about that. that's wild to think about. <laughs> yeah. And then they were about to throw rocks at this woman, kill her. And he said, all right, any one of you who haven't sinned before... Yeah. Throw it. throw it. That's grace. Yeah. For sure. That's empathy.
0: And he didn't attack the what was going on physically at the moment. Mm-hmm. He went after the behavior. Mm-hmm. And like the what's the word I'm looking for? Um but yeah, basically like he uh the issue. Like he didn't he didn't go after the issue, which was like a woman and like what was happening mm-hmm. but he went after straight for the heart oh yeah yeah i get and what just, you're saying yeah and yeah and sort of exactly like, okay so like if this is happening i know stuff's going on with y'all so mm-hmm. he's like yeah go ahead and cast the first stone as you've never done mm-hmm. never
1: done anything bad before and <laughs> it's funny because people i feel like people always feel like they have to do one or the other you can either be empathetic yeah and you can't speak the truth the truth, not your truth, or you yeah. can't speak the truth, or you just got to be all truth, all truth, all truth, yeah. and you're not showing anyone grace and you're not giving mm-hmm. any empathy. When there's yeah. always a middle, you always see Jesus giving both. Yeah. He said, all right, throw it if you don't have any sin. And then he looked at her and said, is anybody here? Okay, yeah. cool. Don't do it again.
0: And that's like, and I believe where that comes from is, I heard uh, Stephen Furtick say this once is, um, it's a reflection of what isn't. isn't uh huh. Right. So if you're acting that way towards others, that's what that's how you're walking your truth out mm-hmm. with the Lord. Like you think like you like you can never mess up, but when you do mess up, it's like, well, now uh-huh. it's come over. Everyone, like you know,
1: everyone should throw stones at
0: it. which is not it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's not it. It's like, not it. There,
0: There's no grace. There's no nothing. Like they what they think is grace is not. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's
1: like a um, it's expendable.
0: Yes. Expendable grace, I should mm-hmm. say.
1: Yeah. For sure. If you had one piece of advice, like the best piece of advice that you would give to anyone in your shoes. I want to say in your shoes right now, but honestly yeah. even like what would you say anyone? to what would you say to 15-year-old Trey? <laughs> you know, 20-year-old Trey.
0: Yeah. Um I would I would just say just have more conversation about what you're feeling Mm. Um, because you're not the only one that feels that way. Like you're, you're someone else in the room or wherever you're at feels the same way, but there's, there's just no conversation about it. So Mm -hmm. that's what creates isolation, Mm -hmm. which the enemy loves isolation. So once he, once he gets you there, you know, he can do whatever, but if you, if you come together, start talking, talking it out, what you're feeling don't be afraid of what you're feeling because feelings come and go mm-hmm. they're not permanent so um you may feel one way about something and then like through a conversation you could have a complete shift exactly of perspective it's just all about like perspective so mm-hmm. yeah i'll just say yeah just you know don't be afraid of conversation mm-hmm. for sure just talking about
1: i would also say talking out is what helps you really find who you are yeah yeah
0: through a lot of conversations especially recently i've come to like realize a lot and I'm just like I would never would have known that
1: if I didn't have that conversation mm-hmm. for you know that's awesome dude. Wow. Well I'm excited for everyone that just heard it because I feel like <laughs> no, seriously I, yeah. man, I um I've gotten like texts and, and calls and stuff about what we did on the first season and it wasn't from fifty people. It was just from a few. But yeah. hearing just those few, I'm like if you're the only one that got it. If you're the only life like, like that changed, I'm good. So I really do think, yeah, this is going to be real good. Thank you for coming on, dude. Hey, listen, until the next episode, what do we always say? Stay humble with just a hint of Kanye. Hey, hey. We'll, hey, hey. Hey. we'll see you on the next episode. See you guys later.